Hello and welcome to the Pointless Plants podcast, the podcast that brings you everything plants. My name's Nathan and I'm the founder of Pointless Plants. I'm Georgia, the co-founder of Pointless Plants. And over the next few weeks and over the next few years, we aim to bring you everything plants, everything purpose, people, business, and we're going to have some amazing, amazing guests and maybe even one day we'll get the big D himself. Yeah, that's right. We're aiming for David Attenborough himself. We'll keep everything crossed, fingers and toes, and hopefully one day David Attenborough will find us and be on our show. Hey guys. Episode two. Episode two. We are back and we have a lot planned for today's episode. What do we have planned? Well, we're going to talk about what plants mean to you. Some of the benefits plants may bring and then maybe some sort of the connections plants have with people. We're going to get all serious and all look at all those emotional things. I listened to a 16 hour audio book. I'm going to feed it back <laughs> in the next minute. We're going to do a little winter survival guide because we've had a lot of messages come through the past week. I think winter can kind of be a little bit of a scary time for houseplants, can't it? Yeah, that's it. And we are also going to have our plant doctor on the show That's later right. on who will be Charlotte. able to tell you the biggest and most common questions she keeps getting asked. So thanks, guys, for sending all your questions in this week. We'll try and get as many of them answered as we can. But if you don't feel that we've addressed them on the podcast, on a Monday, every Monday, we do a Q&A on our Instagram. So you can always head over to there. Submit your questions. I will try and get back to as many of you Again, as we, we get can. a lot of questions like... 400 questions so we do try our best but if we aren't answering them just prod us a little bit more anyway nathan why don't you give us a little rundown of what's been happening the past two weeks so the last two weeks have been very very busy for us we have found people really want to order plants for their home now it's lockdown and winter to cheer people up there's a lot of people ordering gifts as well and we are now stocking in urban outfitters oh my gosh how crazy is that so we only have a few plants to offer for urban outfitters at the moment, but we are definitely going to increase our selection as the weeks and months go on. Tell us about Glamour Magazine. Glamour Magazine, we were shortlisted for the best sustainability initiative. <laughs> that was me trying to do a really cool whistle. So we're in the top four companies for that. Uh, we didn't quite win, but maybe next year, if we can come up with a really cool packaging idea on how we can grow our packaging or send it back to us and reuse it, then we'll definitely be winners. That's it. I feel like a lot of pointless plants is just about, oh, this is not a pun. I didn't mean to do this, but we're growing. And we're not being pointless. We're, we're trying not being our best. pointless. But, you know, the recognition of Glamour magazine is incredible. So thank you for thank that. Thank you, Glamour. So let's start with winter because I feel like that's the most common questions we get asked on Instagram. Winter is all about survival. Yes. And I really like winter because I'm pretty lazy. Do you have to say that twice? And you don't have to care for your plants for weeks. Yeah, but you do have to keep an eye on them though because some plants can become quite unhappy. Yeah, I agree with that. So winter time. Top tips, tell me. Well, top tips, plants are going to shrink in size. They're going to drop some leaves. They'll become dormant. And it's all about shrinking and surviving. Why do they shrink, though? Well, the few reasons. Temperature, the colder temperature definitely does spark the kind of the cycle. I see. Like, they're almost wrapping up in a cocoon. Yeah, almost. Like what we do when we're watching Netflix, putting our blanket around us. So plants, I guess, kind of do similar? Well, the second, well, the kind of the biggest thing is actually the lighting. Right. 
It's the seasons. So plants need sunlight. They use the carbon dioxide of sunlight to transfer into glucose and oxygen into us. Glucose is sugar, which is the fuel for plants. They need that to survive, to live. Everyone loves sugar, right? Yeah, definitely. So the main thing is sunlight. That's it. If you get less sunlight, they can they can only produce a certain amount of glucose and food. Makes so much sense now. Is that why we have our growing lights? Yeah, to increase that. So producing the less amount of food, they have to restrict themselves. They're only going to eat so much. They have to chop off a few leaves. It's almost like us. If we don't feed enough, we might have to chop off an arm so we have less oh, to power. That is slightly extreme. <laughs> or another analogy. If we start running out of money, i.e. the light, then we have to live a smaller life, which is kind of what plants do in the winter. Oh, that makes so much sense now. So we shouldn't panic when our plants start dropping leaves because that's totally normal. Yeah. But I feel like the most common mistake we make is thinking because they're dropping leaves, they must be dry and need water. And everybody starts panicking and overwatering, and then we all get root rot. Yeah, I know. A lot of plants like calatheas and alocasias are very sensitive to overwatering. So if your plant is damp, if it is wet, test the soil with your finger. Do not water. Don't go there. That is the best thing that I've learned this year because I used to be one of them that think, okay, every Monday I've got to water, but actually you can kill your plant by doing that. And I think a lot of people, you know, when you get flowers, when you buy a bunch of flowers, the answer is water. Yeah, right. And people receive plants in the post and the answer straight away, the plant needs a drink, Mm. but it doesn't. If the soil is wet, it already has it. So that is it. Do not overwater. Soggy soil creates root rot over time. So you're not really selling it to me now. Tell me, what plants should I be looking to buy in the winter then? Okay, so one of a great plant for the winter is the ZZ plant. Oh, Zoe. Zoe, the ZZ plant, can take cold drafts, colder temperatures, lower light, hardly any water. Yeah, perfect winter plant. Second plant, Ian, the Aspidrata elatia. (laughs) That is why we nickname our plants, guys, because we cannot pronounce them, but top secret okay Ian the cast iron plant very very tough he's used to actually growing in boggy rice fields really? in Asia yeah wow. so he's Plants great adapt at adapting so well. that's it he's great at adapting and you can get through most things okay so what other things do I need to consider so say for example I have my living room what do I need to think about when I'm choosing my plant well we find most people like the look of a plant and then buy the plant and then put it wherever but you kind of have to work backwards. You have to find the space where you want to put the plant. And then from the space, you find the right plant for it. So there are a few things we look at. And this is quite important, especially for winter, because winter is kind of like an extreme. So light must be the first thing. Light is a massive thing. So have a look where the window is in the room, right? Within two feet of the window is kind of where you want to put the plant, two to three feet of the window, right? Look at the way the window is facing. Is it facing north or south? North, no light. Well, not no light, low light. South, a lot of light. In between, kind of a good medium level. So you can still buy plants that are low light plants that are happy in low light. So it's yeah. not to say if you've got a north facing window, you can't have plants. No, but you go for the sort of the winter plants we recommend, like oh, Zoe, that makes sense. like Ian or most of our easy care plants on our website are low or tolerate low lighting. 
what other things do I need to look out for? I'm guessing if there's a draft coming through the windows. Yeah, that's right. So if you have a hallway, a front door, a back door, cold windows, radiators, you got to think drafts, cold drafts and warm drafts. Drafts is almost just like the movement of air from a cold and a hot place that creates this sort of wind. Mm. And house plants like humid temperatures, not humid temperatures, but humid environment, warm temperatures and drafts definitely take away from that. I guess it reminds them of their home in the jungle. Exactly. You've got to think of the environment there. And what are the best ways that we can make that environment? So is there anything that we can bring in to make them happier? Well, we can bring in humidifiers, we can mist our plants, but we can also, which is a really great winter tip, is group our house plants together. Like the penguins when you see them on David Attenborough. That's it. Plants transpire, they create moisture. All of them will benefit from the moisture around each other. So definitely group your house plants together in the winter. And I think in terms of plant styling, that can look really cool anyway. So having like a really tall plant next to maybe a shorter plant and using big pots and small pots, you can really play around to make that a really cool thing. Yeah, I kind of like, I, I love palms mm-hmm. and palms are really great because they're very easy care. They can survive most light. You know, they're very low maintenance. So I normally go for like a big palm. And I really like calathea as well. Now, a lot of people have trouble with calathea. My favourite plant. Well, yeah. I say all of them are my favourite, actually. But they are gorgeous, aren't they? I love calatheas. They look amazing. Their leaves are very different patterns. If you want to see on our website, our calatheas like Marty, Catherine, uh, Ollie. And do you know the best thing I think about them? And it really intrigues me. In the winter, and I think maybe in the summer as well, but not so much, when the light is changing, the leaves move to adapt yeah. so that they can get the most light possible. Yeah, and they're also, that's why they're called prayer plants. It's almost like they're lifting up their hands to pray. Yeah, they're amazing. And if really cool tip, if you have one, you can put your camera on, what's a it time called? Lapse. Like a slow lapse. A time lapse, yeah. Is that what's called? Time yeah. lapse. And then you can see your plant moving. Yeah, Which exactly. Is really amazing. So that's why it's a great winter tip as well, the grouping your house plants together. Because if you do have calatheas and other plants like that, that really like humidity, that are quite sensitive, group them together with a palm, group them together with a few other plants, and it will really create a lovely plant jungly styling corner that we just love. Yeah, that's our theme, isn't it? Yeah. Amazing. Top tip number one is called dry your towels, mate. As you dry your winter towels, put them on the radiator and it will release lovely, warm, humid air for your houseplants who will love it. That's top tip number one. So our main topic today is what do plants mean to you? And I think that's a really personal question. But let me ask you, what do plants mean to you? Plants are my everything. (laughs) Wow. That was so extreme. Okay, plants and nature, I know, just stay with me. They're my teacher. Mm -hmm. And I've read a lot of books about plants, um, two really great books. One, The Secret Life of Plants. I love that book. Now, I'm I'm getting a little bit lost in it you know it's about a 12-hour audiobook I think and I'm I'm about seven or eight hours through and I'm starting to get a little bit lost but a really great book and the first two or three hours is just mind-blowing right the the second book The Hidden Life of Trees and it is incredible it talks about you know the family of a forest 
how healthy forests work together. And all of these principles that come from nature can really filter down into our sort of human community and we can really learn so much. Wait, from wait, wait. So you mean plants teach you? Elaborate. What do they teach you? Well, I get like frustrated with a I really struggle with patience, right? <laughs> and growing a business is so tough. And sometimes you feel like you're not really making much progress. Mm-hmm. And I literally, when that happens, I look at a tree and I think how many years the tree's been around, what the tree's seen. And I even sometimes, how we started planting mango trees, right? Mm-hmm. You can, when you plant the seed, you see how long it takes for the tree to actually grow. Mm-hmm. So I I kind of relate my life a lot to plants and sort of grow with plants and learn a lot from plants in that, in that That's aspect. That's so lovely. I know, I know. <laughs> and also you've got to remember like plants in the world cannot change where they live. How amazing is that? They yeah. have to adapt. They can't move home. They, they're there. I think that's like animals as well. Like when you watch David Attenborough, I know we talk about him a lot, but we love him and he inspires us. But when you look at how like human beings, animals, everything adapts, we've got to remember plants are living. So there was a really interesting thing you told me a while ago, which I think you should share about the two plants in the museum and the experiment that they were. Yeah, okay. So when people talk about plant care, right, they talk a lot about, the external environment and water, sunlight, the conditions, which is quite basic almost. It's basic, but you do have to get it right and it takes a little bit of time. But I feel like it's basic in the sense where we we do not know enough about plants. No, and they're alive. Exactly. They're living. And there have been so many studies and, um, for example, in The Secret Life of Plants, um, they cut off a leaf or two leaves from the same plant, they place them by, you know, a bedside table, and then a person before they go to sleep, and when they wake up in the morning, gives love, you know, says nice things to one of the leaves and not to the other leaf, right? Mm-hmm. The result the result is one of the leaves lives longer than the other leaf. It's just like human beings though. And I feel like self-care links in with this so much because how we speak to ourselves and how we, you know, we treat, you would never treat other people poorly. Well, I wouldn't. So why would we treat ourselves poorly? And it's the same with plants. So receiving that love, receiving that positivity helps us grow. Yeah, I think plant care um, really comes down to kind of how we treat our plants. This sounds all crazy. We sound like total crazy people. We're not nutcases. Only a little bit. I've just listened to an audio book. Uh, for 12 hours it makes sense though it's giving energy so you know life is all about energy and giving that positivity can really help yeah and do you know there's another thing why I really like plants as well and what plants mean to me as well they're not quite as interactive as a dog okay so I, I would love a dog as well but um you can really connect with plants and in this book the secret life of plants they can't I'm not a scientist right but they hook these plants up to ECG machines, which is crazy, and these kind of electrodes, and they can test when plants admit stress release, Mm -hmm. right? And the plants admit stress when their owners are in stress. Wow. And it doesn't even matter where the owner is. Stop it. So they did this experiment where this lady went on holiday away from her plants. When she left, the plants emitted stress. And do you know the other time the plants emitted stress? When? 
when she was 700 miles away when the plane landed. Stop. And they found the plant emitted stress when the plane landed, linked the two together. But this isn't even a correlation. They did it so many times and it kind of, they've proved that plants and their owners are linked. This is so deep right now. I can't even process it. It's amazing. Listen or read The Secret Life of Plants. It will really transform the way you look at plants and it will transform plant care from going from sunlight, you know, watering to positivity, positivity energy, trying whoa, to connect whoa, whoa. to plants. Whoa. This is all getting very deep. So I think we should talk about what plants mean to me. Okay, it's yeah. Slightly that was a bit different. wacky, wasn't it? I mean, we love wacky, but... I'm more of like an interior. I love things looking pretty. And I just think any space looks more alive when you bring like houseplants into the situation. And I think it can really increase your mood, your productivity. So for example, the office that I work yeah. in, not the brightest of places. The people are amazing, but we've now bought in plants, yeah? And instantly... The room just feels warmer. So what do you, do you think this is kind of like a placebo or do you think scientifically plants have this boost? I mean, I think scientific studies have taken place where people have put plants into their working environment and yeah. actually they've proven the productivity of their employees has increased yeah. from having the plants. Yeah. And it's because plants are very calming. You know, you look at it, you see greenery, you think, okay, I'm outside. Like it links yeah. you to those happy times in your life. And instantly when you feel like that, your productivity increases. Do you feel like they make the air cleaner or not? They do. It's science. They do. They do make the air cleaner. Whether there have I mean, been loads and loads of it. studies. I don't know whether you can feel the cleanliness of an air if you have a blocked nose. But baby. you can measure it. But you can measure it. And everything is mined right mm -hmm. so if you feel like they are making the air cleaner they 100 percent improve your sleep improve the way you breathe improve the way you feel enhance your life yeah no definitely but i think in our house it's a really good example so nathan takes the mickey out of me all the time there's this one specific shop that i absolutely love i'm not gonna name it but i buy a lot of our interiors from that shop so our house can be very grey, very silver, the you range. know, Nathan, it can just look kind of bland. And I do agree. So bringing houseplants into our environment just lifted it. It kind of brought some colour, some happiness. And, you know, I get home from work and just going to water my houseplants and, you know, moving them, making sure they're all happy. It It's kind of like a maternal feeling towards a plant. Yeah. Plants mean so much to me when a house is just silver from the range. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, I love it. So the plants is my bit, and it really does bring bring um, life into the room. It brings a new dynamic. Do you feel like caring for plants has gives you responsibility or kind of fulfilment or improves your mental health in any way? So I think for me, obviously, it's very different for everyone. But during lockdown, life can become very routine like and. You almost feel, I feel, I can't speak for everyone, but I feel quite trapped in the, in yeah. my environment. So having a plant, <laughs> I sound super sad right now, but having a plant, it's almost like having a friend because yeah. even though my house isn't moving, you know, there's no people in it, I have my plants which grow, they change, they need me. Yeah. So I almost feel like they keep me. Do they feel you like 
do they make you feel loved or do I I don't think they make me feel loved but they just make me feel happy and watching them grow and change you you okay my friend Alex he he would explain this so much better but I'm sure he would explain it like when you're doing something that makes you happy it releases serotonin in your body okay he's told me this before I hope I get it right but when I'm watering my plants and I see a new leaf come out I almost feel like this serotonin is just traveling through me yeah and it makes me happy yeah uh yeah I I agree and I also think when I'm kind of looking after the plants and taking care of them and you know getting a dead leaf out and misting their leaves I feel like it's quite a mindful act and that I don't really think about much else going Mm. on I'm I'm just thinking about the plant care whether I'm doing that right so it kind of brings me a moment of calm just me and the plant yeah (laughs) okay yeah next time you can warn me before I walk into a room if you're having one of those moments but um I think everyone's so different and I think what keeps you happy and healthy is very individual to you but I don't think a plant can ever do any harm yeah I think don't over care for it just be free with the plant do what feels right and tell me about your friends how they have that jade plant the lucky ah, jade plant so my friend abby are we talking about abby right now i don't know who, what her name so is my but friend she passes abby, down the same plant yeah so her mum and her family have this tradition which i think is absolutely gorgeous so whenever she gets a new house plant she gives it to her mum and her mum will decorate the top of the soil and yeah like repot it and things for her but she always puts crystals into her plants right and crystals are amazing I mean I don't even know where to start on crystals that's for they another, give you that's for another point. yeah <laughs> they give you so much energy and happiness but she passes down this plant but they pass down part of this plant so cuttings from a plant through her family yeah so her parents her parents parents They all have a part of this really special plant. And nobody looking at the plant would be like, oh, yeah, that's been in the family for generations. But how amazing is it that this plant is such a symbolic thing? I actually remember my my mum's granddad gave us like some forget-me-nots for our garden. He died and then we had his flowers in our garden, which is like kind of a really nice thing. And a lot of people have been buying plants from us from like loved ones and you know our loved one might our plant might be called Ian and their loved one was called Ian and they sent a friend Ian because you know of their loved one I think it's so lovely that plants can have this symbol and almost like they live on longer than us almost you they know? do they really do and plants can almost feel like home as well so when I go around your mum's house and Nathan's mum has this amazing palm, which is almost grown up at the same rate as you and it's taking over the By the way, okay, banks' interest rates are soon going to release negative interest. Plants, I gave my mate Ben a £30 plant and that was a year and a half ago. It is now at the size it's worth 200 So just like my mum's palm, that palm is now worth three to four hundred pounds she probably bought 50 pounds okay, okay so okay. plants are an investment as well so plants do mean money Nathan, as well you get very excited by okay. investment opportunities but i don't think we need to go down that route right that's now. what plants mean to us that is what plants mean to us plant tip number two spice me up 
Struggling with little flies on your houseplants, just sprinkle a little bit of cinnamon around the top of the soil and that will get rid of any unwanted visitors. That was plant tip number two. So guys, it's the part you've all been waiting for. We've got our plant doctor, Charlotte, on the line. Our legendary plant doctor, Charlotte. Our legendary plant doctor, Charlotte. (laughs) Is on the line. Hi, Charlotte. Hello. So we're going to be talking to you today, um, try and get as much of your amazing information as we can. But first of all, can you tell us what do plants mean to you? This isn't an interview. We just want to know what plants really mean to you. (laughs) Um, I think, well, first of all, plants make me very happy. And I think that back in March, when suddenly my life went from, well, all our lives went from being very, very, very busy, you know, nonstop to basically hardly anything going on yeah coronavirus (laughs) plants gave me that routine it kept me occupied um thankfully the summer hit and i had things to do like repot or propagate but it was just something to to kind of help me get through the lockdown really yeah so just like me yourself and loads of others we we lost our jobs and the plants kind of gave you that routine that tell us a story i feel like there's a story potential here charlotte you came to us like the universe brought you to us tell us the story So, charlotte you sent um did you send pointless plants an email was it hello at pointless plants yeah i think it was yeah okay by the way no one sent me an email there's no jobs going (laughs) but so charlotte sent an email and she said hi i've worked here i've worked here i've worked here can i have a job and I was kind of a bit like, I actually remember the moment and I said, to, I called up my business partner and said, there's this person called Charlotte that's messaged me. She's asked for a job. I think we should give her a job. And she was just like, what? And I said, yeah, she just feels quite good. I feel like Charlotte would be good for us. And she was just like, no, we can't give her a job. We have to give her an interview first. And I was like, okay, right, let's interview her. And then we did a Zoom interview and we, we've never actually met Charlotte, but but this um, is a great example of putting yourself out there. Like, what made you just randomly message Charlotte? I think it was just there was this feeling in the back of my brain that yeah. I just wouldn't let plants go. And I had spent quite a lot of the kind of springtime. I didn't message, I think, until about August. So yeah. it was like the whole springtime, I was, I was all plants and... I just couldn't let it go in my brain. I just wanted to do more plants. and that manifesting? It, yeah. It just, yeah, it just was one of those feelings. And I think it was it was just meant to be. For me, it just felt right. And if things are meant to be, then they'll just yeah. work out. And I, it was it was just that. And really. we're the best thing that happened to you, right? <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> she can't say no. <laughs> So Charlotte, what is the biggest, most common mistake you are seeing recently? Okay, I call this, go with me on it, the soggy sadness. I love it. The soggy sadness. <laughs> what is that? It to us. This is basically when people overwater and their plants get root rot. Oh. I think I much prefer to keep my plants on the drier side. It's much easier to get a plant recovered basically from overwatering rather than overwatering. Yeah. And I think if you overwater your plant, the best thing you can do is try and repot it and salvage some of the roots. Yeah. But you do definitely do not want to overwater. So I call it the soggy powder. Yeah, I find like it's a real balance between having dry, crispy leaves and having a soggy soil that causes root rot and ultimately death. That is the soggy exactly. sadness. Exactly. 
And I think if you underwater and your plant gets crispy leaves or it starts drooping, yeah. you know, it's much better to lose a couple of leaves than to lose the entire plant. Yeah. And then if you do get to that point where you're completely screwed, it, the only way to go is to repot, to look mm-hmm. at the damage, to look at the roots. Have you got any brown, mushy roots or are they not, they're white and strong? And then add some lovely draining soil mixed with like sand and all the lovely draining stuff. What other things are really good for draining? Um, so make sure, yeah, you've got a nursery pot that has holes in it. Yeah, that's and a good then one. That's the key. And then I personally use wood chippings, yeah. uh, coarse sand, yeah. perlite, mix it in with the soil. Yeah. And this, all these materials are going to help uh, drain drain the soil and stop it from staying excessively soggy. I think that sounds brilliant. And I think we're going to take your uh, mud recipe and sell some gourmet mud. <laughs> Okay, so Charlotte, I'm not the best with looking after my houseplants. And sometimes when I just don't know what to do, I kind of panic. Yeah, it's like it's like pure plant panic, really, isn't the it? PPP. It's just pointless panic. <laughs> the pointless plant panic. The pure plant panic. This is the plant panic. Charlotte, oh, talk to us you're about You're getting very excited oh, about this panic. Okay, Charlotte, what do you see? What, what are your wise words? My, I think the panic is, okay, you have this plant and we all love our plants. And I think people will see a small brown spot or they'll see a few leaves drop and they'll just go into this pure plant panic Yeah. where they go, oh my gosh, my plant is dying. I need to quick move it to the bathroom to get more humidity <laughs> or quick, you know, repot it because the roots are dying or move it to a brighter spot. And what that actually does is it, it it really it does kill your plant because sure. you're stressing it out yeah. by yeah. moving it yeah so if you see a brown spot on your plant or like something you haven't seen before and you're a little bit panicked what do i do what do you do well i think the first thing to do is not panic yeah and sit on your hands wait a cu- <laughs> and to wait a couple of days to see if it gets any worse usually those signs could mean that you have pests so it's always good to check for pests yeah um it could mean that you're overwatering. There are common signs that there could be a problem. Yeah. But again, usually it isn't a problem. Usually, I like to think of plants as, I mean, they're not per- just like humans, plants aren't perfect. Oh, so, Charlotte, I've got spots. <laughs> you know, there is there is no such thing as a perfect plant. So I think most of my plants yeah. have little imperfections. And if it you know spreads to the entire leaf i just chop the leaf off and then go about my day yeah um okay so we can't have such high expectations though can we no, i mean no. we want these plants to be alive and living and well but also they are alive they are going to get little spots aren't they and they are beautiful and do you know what most people don't see right the growers are very good at growing them because they have the whole infrastructure. They have lights, they have water, and they have all the stuff they need. So they're pretty good condition. They're in a greenhouse. Then we take them to our house. It's a different environment. Plants can cause pure plant panic. So sit on your hands, investigate, <laughs> leave time, get in touch with us, and then we can go forward. Is that what we can agree on? Tightly. Pure plant Definitely. panic. So guys, it's a tough time. If you need any help, get in touch with us. 
um there's no judgment here at pointless plants we love to chat i mean even if it's not about plants drop us a dm i like planes i like football <laughs> I, like, I like planes i like loads of things so get in touch talk to us if you feel lonely we would love to hear from you if you want a lockdown challenge and allocage zebrina can be a little bit of a tricky plant so yeah we're not leaving the house so what better time to challenge yourself to a I mean, a a plant that needs more care. Allocasia Sabrina, Zara, go get one.